The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780. ESPN's your number, 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on The Blitz Facebook page. Find The Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. There's Twitter, at Fred Fowler. F-A-O-U-R, at A.J. is the real, at Aaron is Blitz, at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN975. And uh, if you missed the first hour, a little sportsy. Also, we will be uh, jumping over to 92.5 at 5.30 for Aggie basketball. And I know people asking if we're going to be able to stream it. I don't know. So, um, so do you have you have the audio of this, Aaron? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's hear what this is. This is kind of interesting. I saw this get tweeted out. It's from uh, Paul Feinbaum talking about uh, uh, the South Carolina job that went to Shane Beamer. There, there was an interested person in it. But uh, your impression so far of Shane Beamer at South Carolina? Well, Paul, I'll tell you, I like him a lot more than, uh, say, Tom Herman, who I've been told called Ray Tanner, the South Carolina athletic director, and I'm not going to say beg for the job, but my sources say that he was quite interested. Shane. Wow. And Shane Gene Beamer, is who that was saying that. Shane Beamer, who's the son of Frank Beamer, has been like, I don't know what his job is exactly. He's like a coordinator, not even really a coordinator at Georgia. He was like an offensive assistant. I, I He kind of got the job because he's Frank Beamer's son, I think, but whatever. But the fact that Tom Herman would call and say, hey, I want that job. And they said, no, we're going to take Frank Beamer's kid over you. That kind of tells you. Well, although I say that, that tells you where Tom Herman's stock is now. But it would it would have cost significantly more to get Tom Herman than it would have to get Shane Beamer. Yeah, actually, Beamer was uh, assistant head coach under Lincoln Riley the last uh, two oh, years. He did. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so that's a that's a pretty good. Uh, that, I mean, that's that's not a bad pedigree. He went from Georgia to Oklahoma. I forgot that he moved to Oklahoma. Yeah, and that's uh, if, if you're going to learn from somebody, Lincoln Riley's a pretty good guy to learn from. I I mean, listen, I I don't I, I would have been a blessing for Texas had Tom Herman been hired away. And this is all hearsay. This is a guy saying I heard. Who knows? Right. But Tom Herman, boy, it, it's just it's spiraling out of control for him. I think he kind of knows he's in over his head. He's in too deep on this thing. He, he knows that he's he's probably not going to win there. I think he thought he could when he got there. I think he's probably starting to realize it's tougher than he thought it would be. And he may be in a little over his head. Well, and you know, he's an emotional guy. And you know what happens when you're overly emotional and you start taking some beatings? It, it tends to get in your head. It's just like going on tilt in poker. And Tom Herman's one of those guys I think has gone on tilt a little bit. Well, and also, listen, Tom Herman is, you know, it's easy to, to, like, talk about how crappy he's been, but this is a dude who in his career is 53 and 22. I mean, that's over over six years. Right. You're talking about 
an average of nine wins a season. South Carolina would love that. Yeah. At Texas, people are calling for your job. South Carolina, they'd be quite all right winning seven or eight games every year. Thing is, though, I don't know that he's going to win seven or eight at South Carolina. I don't know that he would either. Um, and, and, I mean, th- this, this, this is one of those where when a guy goes from a premier program to one that's not, like to go from a Texas to a South Carolina, how, how often are they successful? Um, it, it doesn't happen very often. It does happen, but it's pretty rare. Uh, like it's, it, even if they go back to the level they were. Look at Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong was a good coach at Louisville. No question. Got to Texas. Job was too big. It was. Goes back down a level. Guess what? Not very good anymore. It doesn't really, and I don't, I don't know how to explain that other than, you know, maybe, maybe suddenly you can't quite recruit as well. But like Kevin Sumlin going from A&M to Arizona. That's a step down. And what happened there? He didn't win. So I, I just, I, I, I always, when guys don't make it at a place where you should be able to make it and then go somewhere else, it's pretty rare to see him be successful. And I think now, now, and, but I also think it's not as easy to win at Texas as people think. And I don't think he's done a bad job at all. I mean, throwing the record out there, I think he's done a pretty good job, actually. It's just not what Texas wants and not, not what Texas expects. And those expectations are probably wearing on the guy. Yep. And yeah, whether or not the expectations are fair or not, well, that that's a different point. But, you know, as I said, Mac Brown says, I went from Texas to retire to North Carolina. And, you know well, what? It's, listen, what he's doing at North Carolina, he I don't think he would be doing at Texas. No, I don't think so either. And that's, again, I'm, I'm saying it does happen, but it doesn't happen very often. And Mac was out of the game for a little bit, too. I think that... That rejuvenated him a little, and he, and this is what in, I I don't I can't say this for sure. I think what interested Mac about the North Carolina job is a that's where he's from, that's where his wife is from. Like his wife has a big horse ranch there. Like that's where that's where they want to be. But I also think Mac liked the idea of a job where if he didn't win eight games a year or nine games a year, or if they didn't go to the national championship game every five years people weren't going to be beating down the door for him to be fired. I, I think he was looking for a job that was less scrutinized. And in North Carolina, dude, if you have winning seasons at North Carolina football, you're doing all right. I mean, yeah. historically. Well, and, and, and you were around Mac a lot during those. Mac took losing hard because every, yeah. every single loss that any Texas team had during his tenure was a big deal. And, and it, it, he took it rough, man. And even after they won the, the national championship, it was like that just created more and more pressure to win. And yeah, you know, I I think there's got to be something kind of fun about going to a place where, you know what, if we lose, it's not that big a deal. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, but that's what it is at Texas. There's no for sale signs in your yard after you lose back to back games. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a crazy place. And now, it, now that said, North Carolina, if you lose back to back non conference games in basketball. There's probably a sign at Roy Williams' house saying, "What the yeah, hell?" Yeah, like, it's just a different it's, animal. Everything, everything is is based on you know on your environment. Like it's all relative. Yeah, and you know, I I know like Deacon saying so he's struggling with a top five money earning program in a conference with one playoff type team, and he wants to go to a place that's nowhere near that much money. Okay, then yeah, go. Because, I mean, because expectations yeah. will be lower there. And, and you know what? He can go win eight games there, and he's doing a good job. Yep. 
But if he, I mean, there's a, re, I mean, Tom Herman won what eleven games here, and UH fan was like, he's a god. We can't let him go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, it, if he won eleven games at Texas and then lost in the first round of the playoff, people would be pissed. Yeah. You do it back to back years, people are double. I mean, they're double pissed. They want your job. All of a sudden, you're a big failure. And and the fact that this this program is at a point where, oh, we they won a Sugar Bowl, and Texas is back. Yeah, that's the thing. That that people got all excited about that, and it turns out, Well, that's the thing about that Sugar Bowl, and it it wasn't that, because this is another thing. Winning the Sugar Bowl, that's not enough to satisfy Texas fans. The reason why it was good for Texas fans, they thought winning the Sugar Bowl was... The next step. It was the step toward them getting back to title contention. Yeah. And when it turned out that wasn't the case, boy, it got ugly. So... I. I, I, in a way, I feel for Tom Herman, but in a way, I also don't because I, I think Tom Herman's kind of a smug, arrogant dude, and sometimes you reap what you sow. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of it's kind of haunting him right now. Uh, I I agree. I, I I like Tom. Uh, I liked him when he was here. My my big question about him was, what would he would he have enough? Would he be able to build his own team? Because he never did that here. Yeah, he, he basically inherited a team. And then the guys he wound up leaving under major weren't so good. Well, and, uh, and that's another thing. We, we don't know if Sam Ellinger is going to be back next year. He's, he's got the option to come back. He's got one the, this COVID year of eligibility remaining. But we've never, we don't know if he can win without Sam Ellinger at Texas. Yeah, Everything he's done has been with Sam Ellinger. It, it's kind of one of those things where maybe you start panicking. He, he sees these other guys in practice and says, oh, man. It's about to go downhill once this guy leaves. Yeah, which it wouldn't. It, that's not crazy to think about. Sam Ellinger's one of the better quarterbacks that that program's had. It, it, he's the best quarterback they've had since Mac Brown left. Yeah, well, I think he's the best one since Colt for sure. Yeah, and I just remind you the guys he the, at UH he had Greg Ward, who was a damn good college yep. quarterback, and yeah, I, I mean he was just too small to play quarterback at the next level, but he's turned into a pretty decent NFL receiver. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I think uh, it is it is the kind of thing. Well, I mean, it's like any job. If you get into a job and you feel like it's too much for you, you're not going to enjoy it, and especially if you had some success somewhere else. Let's say, let's say you had the number one radio show in Laredo and you wind up in the Houston market and all of a sudden you're not the only station. You're going yeah. up against you know three other stations and – and you're in a competitive time slot, and you don't do anything, and there's pressure to perform there. It's not going to be fun. Yeah, it's not going to be fun to go into work each day and, and do that. And you know, then you're always thinking, "Wow, am I good enough?" And and I'm sure that you start questioning that stuff. Then, you know that that does impact how you do your job. Uh, so Tyler said uh, he's going to switch the stream when we switch to ninety two right. AD is. So we will be on the stream uh, and on ninety two five. So, and Lamont, going back to the Art Browse thing, are you okay with Art Browse getting low-level jobs like high school or some BS, but oh no, not a major job? I, here's the deal. I don't feel like Art Browse should be, be able to work around young people. I don't, I don't think Art Browse should have worked at a high school. He should be selling insurance. Yeah. I, I mean, oh, here's, the, here's the one thing I would say. If Art Browse wanted to keep working in football, if the NFL wanted to take a chance on him and bring him in as some kind of a coordinator or an offensive assistant – that's fine because you're not working around. You're not working around. Uh, you're not working around. You're not in charge of those guys. Like yeah, they're, they're, and they're not going to. And they're not 
they're not kids. You're not in a position of power. Yeah. Right. I actually thought it was horrible that he got a high school job. I, 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 didn't yeah, I thought that was at all. We I, talked yeah. about that at the time. Yeah, I thought that was one of the worst places to wind up. Yeah, I, the I, the only way it could work in that kind of situation is if you have some director of football of operation, which some schools have, who's overseeing everything and and uh, and looking over his shoulder on anything that has to do with you know outside of football. Yeah, if you did that, then and made sure it's just like you know hiring somebody to make sure that your uh, drug addicted wide receiver doesn't go out and do coke every night. I like I think Art Briles should be like an an offensive consultant somewhere like where he's not necessarily he's not on the sidelines. I I wouldn't want him to publicly be a face for my team. Well, they they tried that with the uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah. Uh, and listen, the CFL we'll you, said, uh-uh. We'll give you a check. You just can't be around. We're going to we're going to during the week we're going to talk to you. We're going to have you drop some plays. Yeah, it's 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 tough, man. And and I But if somebody's going to do it at this point, then you know, Screaming about it doesn't make it. No, no. I, I, yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done fighting over it. it it's, you know, it, it, like you said with with Kindle, you said okay, if if he's going to be at UH, I'm not going to support the program anymore. Yeah, and and, and I didn't until he was gone, and I I stand by that's my choice. Yeah, and but if the guy's going to start getting jobs again, good for him. You know, as I, long as I, it's not at the the school that I support, then, yeah, then I'm fine with it. All right, I got to tell you guys about Pajamagram. Uh, Pajamagram.com, and if you're looking for something that could be good for you and good for her, well, Pajamagram's got you covered. Here's why. Pajamagram's got, they've got the Tempting Touch Pajamas that will be cozy. They're going to be warm. They're going to hug her every curve. I mean, it's just, and they're the softest pajamas in the world. They're made with micro velvet, and the pajama experts say that it's the softest fabric in the whole wide entire world. Uh, you're going to love them, too, because they look great. And if, if you don't love those, there's hundreds of options to choose from at pajamagram.com. They're also going to help you out because when you order today, you're going to get a great deal. Free gift packaging, which means you don't have to wrap a single thing. Beat the holiday rush. Get her those Tempting Touch pajamas. Get your free gift packaging today before that deal disappears. Go to pajamagram.com. It's fast. It's easy. Delivery by Christmas guaranteed that's pajamagram.com tell him aj hoffman from espn 97.5 sent you this is the blitz on espn 97.5 all right guys i've been driving around a lot and seeing a bunch of you in crashes and if you're gonna get in a wreck the first thing you got to do is call my man lawyer dave isn't that right dave you bet, Blitzers. If you get in any kind of an accident, first thing you do is make sure you're okay. Second thing you do is take photographs if you're able to do that. Once you get past the doctor and the hospital and all that, call me, Lawyer Dave, 713-626-8900. Yeah, well, let's, let's say one of these guys was hurt in this accident and uh, can't afford to go to a doctor. What's going to happen? You know, if somebody gets hurt and they can't afford to go to a doctor... We'll get them a ride there back and forth. Additionally, they won't have to pay for the doctor visits out of their pocket up front. We'll get them in there so they get the treatment they need and get better and get back to work. Oh, what if they get bad treatment from, from a doctor uh, or get the wrong drugs or something? <clears throat> well, that happened to a good friend of mine named Fred, actually. And when that happens, if a doctor does you wrong, you call me, Lawyer Dave at 713-626-8900, and I'll tee it up on him. Yeah, no charge for the consultations, which is great because, and, and if it's not something you do, you'll send them to somebody else. 
And uh, my friends over in the Golden Triangle, where I saw a bunch of you crashing while I was driving over there last week, he takes care of you over there as well. You bet that's right, Fred. And if you see me out and about and you say, hey, Lawyer Dave, can you answer this question? I'll do it for free. If you need a consultation like Fred says, that's always for free. Any legal question at all, you give me a holler or hit me up one way or another, and I'll do my best to give you the help you need. Well, tell them how they can get in touch with you then. Hit me up, 713-626-8900 or LawyerDave.com or LawyerDaveLaws, my Twitter handle, or by all means, they're my buddy Fred. All right. If they need a lawyer, what do they do? They had better dial Dave. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Interesting. Didn't expect the... Didn't expect art to be a big topic today, but I just—I just, or Tom Herman for that Tom, matter. Yeah, that, who would have thought? Well, that that just came across. I don't know how much of that's true. Yeah, it's it, it's always that's the rumor mill. Fred. Well, it, it's hard these days with stuff like that because yeah, I heard Josh talking about uh, somebody saying that some MLB insider seeing JT Real Muto would be a, a good fit for the Astros. Well, what if you say that? I think he'd be a good fit for pretty much. Any team, right? Yeah, he's a good sports player. <laughs> yeah, but does that mean they're actually, you know, pursuing him? That there's interest, which I can't imagine there is because he's going to get money, and I don't think they're going to spend it. Yeah. So, uh, somebody asked AJ, "Is Tony Ferguson done?" I don't know, man. I, I I don't think so. But I think I mean I think he's done as like a title contender. Uh, Charles Oliveira, who it, it was still represents Houston, Texas when he fights, but that's a guy, he's the, the guy that I interviewed him when he was 19 years old. Uh, and I trained, he trained at my gym. Yeah. And um, I know you've, you've been around him for a long time now. I, the dude just, it, it, it basically, they basically kind of build it as a, a, a number one contenders match. And he just dominated Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson's a tough guy. And in the first round, he he put an arm bar on him. Yeah, I, 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 I could not believe the guy didn't tap out. No, I can't either. And and Tony Ferguson's a tough dude, and, and I think he's got some some damage to that arm because of it. And then he had to fight the rest of the fight with basically one arm, and it's hard to do at that level. Uh, but I, I still think Tony's a really tough dude. It's just I think I think he's fought a couple guys now that are bad matchups for him. He fought against a dog in Justin Gaethje, and it's just he fought against a younger, you know, younger spryer dog and then he fought a guy in charles who's just a a wizard on the ground and tony's good on the ground but he's you know he's not on that level and i i think it just he was overwhelmed uh like he said i thought i was gonna catch him with something from the bottom you aren't catching him dude like that guy is he's he he's the all-time leading submission guy in ufc history no one has submitted more people in the ufc's history than charles you weren't you weren't going to outgrapple him. Um, I don't know that Tony's done. I think there's some matchups that you could make for him. I just think he's done as like a title contender. I, I think Charles is going to end up fighting um, the winner of Gaethje Poirier. So it, unless Khabib comes back, yeah. Do, do you? I mean, he's he can't be done, right? Or not Gaethje Poirier, uh, McGregor Poirier. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, I I don't I I, I think. I think Khabib might come back. I, I know Khabib wants that George St. Pierre fight so bad. 
and I'm sure if the money were right, Dana could get George St. Pierre to come out too. But I I don't know if Dana's like in a pandemic, if you can't pack the house, I don't know if he's willing to open the pocketbooks on that thing. Yeah, though it'd sell a it'd sure sell a bunch though. Oh yeah. I mean that's uh yeah. But that that's that's big names for you. Uh seven one three seven eight oh ESPN is your number, seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six if you wish to get in. And just a reminder here at five thirty we'll be uh jumping over to ninety two five, but you will be able to hear us on the stream. And uh yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep it going. It'll be uh, it'll be fun. Somebody was uh asking, uh, would you rather have Will Fuller who would you rather have now, Will Fuller or Josh Doxson? That wasn't the only choices that they had at the time, as I recall. Quan Treadwell was was in that mix. It's funny because we argued about which one of those receivers was the best choice. Did any of them pan out? No. I mean, I, Will, Will Fuller has not panned out, guys. Don't no. Let's not pretend like he did. Uh, but Corey Coleman? No. That, that's a fail, right? Um, He was in that draft. Then uh, he went before Fuller, then Doxon, then Treadwell. And uh, yeah, literally all those guys, you know, you know who you might, you might rather have Michael Thomas, who went in the second round. Yeah, He ended up being okay. You know who else I'd rather have Sterling Shepard, who went in the second round. Didn't Tyler, wasn't Tyler Boyd in that draft? Uh, I think Tyler Boyd might've gone like, uh, I think, no, I think cause Coleman was the first one drafted. Okay. So I think Tyler Boyd was. Well, I don't, I'm not saying he was early, but I think uh, Tyler Boyd and, and I want to say. Maybe he was later. I want to say Tyreek Hill was. Yeah. Tyler Boyd was 55th overall second round. So second round guys all much better than first round because you got Michael Thomas went in the second round. Uh, Sterling Shepard went in the second round. Yeah. Um, and that was also the Tyreek Hill draft, right? Yeah. That was the Tyreek Hill draft. And he uh, ended up being pretty good. You know who else went in the second round? Derrick Henry. Also pretty good. <laughs> yeah, not not the same position though. But as far as uh, as far as wide receivers go, I would say it's safe to say that everybody who went in the first round was uh, a disappointment. But you did a little better with that second round. And Tyreek Hill was like round five. Um, you know who else went in that draft in the fourth round? Dakota Prescott. Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Hill was Could a fifth round good. pick. Now he had a lot of issues coming in. But he went to a small school. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that one's so. Again, context. It wasn't just this guy or that guy. There was a lot of uh, a lot of talk at the time about who to take, and you know that's. Uh, I, but I, I don't think in any way that you think Will Fuller had a great uh, has had a great career here, and I and that that's the problem you're in now. Is like he was having a career year before he got busted. It's the first time he's been healthy, and he's in a contract here. Hmm. And that was a year makes me a little bit suspicious. That was that was Goff, Wentz, Hackenberg, and uh, who was the other quarterback that went? Oh, the the guy, the kid that you liked, uh, Lynch. Yeah, he he was a fail. So yeah, there's another guy. They yeah want to bring up some ones that uh, that we missed on. I thought Paxton Lynch would be a good NFL quarterback. I thought he had all the tools. I did not miss he, on Paxton Lynch, <laughs> but I, I also it turns out he didn't have the tools between the ears. Yeah, didn't really love football, and those are those are things that you don't know until you either interview a guy or until you draft him. And unfortunately, when they drafted him, and that happens with a lot of guys, but you know, I I thought I, I just I love the way he uh, he played in college. I thought this is going to translate. He's big, he's got a good arm, he's mobile. No, it didn't translate. Didn't translate. <laughs> so, 
All right. Well, we are uh, about to skip over to 92.5 here in just a minute. Well, just over a minute. We welcome you on 92.5. Yeah, so come and check it out. for the. And I know you guys over in, uh, in the Mont can't hear 92.5. That's okay. We will be on the stream. Twitch, we love you guys. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, and you'll get a full three hours tomorrow. How about that, Twitch? Right? Yeah, we don't have A&M tomorrow. No. No. So, so there you go. And then we're making it up to Beaumont. Y'all are going to be out there. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you guys Friday. Well, we're not going to be out there. I'll be out there with Josh. Because uh, I will not. AJ be. will not be here. But that's no. that's all right. We'll have fun anyway. Uh, Josh, had fun doing the show with Josh last week. We'll, we'll do it again. It'll be... Uh, the Bowmaniacs will be out in full force. Got some uh, some of our Houstonians are heading over and are going to spend the night. Oh, yeah. So uh, that means there's going to be love in uh, the air. There's going to well, there's going to be drinking or and booze and booze, and yeah. maybe the booze will lead to love. Eh, who knows? I mean, that's just how things will go sometimes. All right. Please don't go anywhere. Well, do go somewhere. Go over to ninety two five or the stream, uh, or stick around. And listen to Aggie basketball if you're an Aggie. It's definitely uh, that's definitely in play. And uh, we'll be right back. It's a blitz. It'll be on 92.5. So I looked him up. I said, I'm in town. He said, I've got a ride. We can make the rounds if you want to. I said, I'd love to. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. Other mic. That mic. This mic? Now we're back on The Blitz. Yeah, get rid of that mic. Yeah, that thing sucks. All right. We're trying this. Uh, Just a little adjustment here. uh, Back in our old stomping grounds in here. Kind of back with bad microphones and yeah, Mon- shoddy uh, a, a monitor that I don't even know what's on there. Uh, it looks like it's a a McAfee uh, virus scan software okay. thing because yeah, it's pointed the opposite direction. Yeah, um, at least we have a TV that we can actually see. Right, and we've got these headphone amps that crackle in and out, so that's yeah. pretty awesome. This yeah. is a, yeah, this is a high tech spot right here. We're loving it, baby. This, this is the good old days. That's right. So, uh, do we have Jerome? No Jerome today? No, he was uh, waiting at Toyota Center to listen to Steven Silas talk, and he told me he would text me if he got out in time, but Silas wasn't expected to start talking until 5.15, which means 5.25 they probably would have walked in. I'm sure he's going to say a bunch of meaningful stuff that will make Jerome's call (laughs) for tomorrow. So, there's that. Um, Somebody said, we were talking about Paxton Lynch. Sounds like Trubisky is now. Yeah, the one difference, at least... Lynch was like the twenty seventh pick, and not uh, not one where they traded up. I guess maybe they did trade up to get him. I don't remember if they traded, but up they did. It, it I wasn't. Not. It wasn't the price that got paid for Mitch Trubisky, though. No. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, the the one thing that I didn't really figure out until later is that pretty much every quarterback in that Memphis system looks good. Yeah, and you know he was kind of the first of that group. And it just doesn't necessarily translate, which you know we've seen with a lot of other programs over the years. 
So. We'll be wrong on other draft picks. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that, and I, you know, I make no bones about it. There's a lot of guys I've been wrong about that. Uh, usually, I'll tell you one that I thought was going to be really good. Bishop Sankey, when he was drafted by the the uh, Titans, I was like, man, they got themselves a pretty good little running back here. And I was right; he was little, and that was about it. And a running back. The pretty good part, kind of missed on that. Yeah. So. It happens, but there's there, and there's always guys that surprise you a little. But we hit, we've hit on a few too. I mean, I loved Russell Wilson, and I I, I thought he was going to be terrific. That one worked out. Um, I can't remember too many others, but yeah, I've, I've hit on a few. I, I thought Leonard Fournette was going to be really good, and he was for a year. And I still don't know if Leonard Fournette's good. <laughs> I don't think he is now. Um, but he was that first season. Yeah. So. I did say Blake Bortles was going to be a bum. Yeah, I think I agreed with you on that one. Yeah. So that, uh, that's the game. You're going to find some. Sometimes you're going to be right on these things. Sometimes yeah, you're not. That's the thing. You're going to have opinions, and yeah. And, and as much as Lance studies this stuff, Lance has a lot of misses too. Yep, and a lot of hits. I I wanted to uh, get into this conversation. It, do we all? Do we think that Kyle Trask lost the Heisman this weekend? No, I think if he beats Alabama, oh, okay, impressively. Do you think? I mean, he has a huge game against Alabama. You think that wouldn't? I th- I think that that definitely changes the the the, the whole narrative. Um, most people now will say Mac Jones is the favorite. I I think I want to, and this will never happen. Devontae Smith is more important to Alabama than Mac Jones is. Agreed. Agreed. And he's a senior, 83 catches, 15 touchdowns, 16 yards per reception, 1,327 yards. And Mac Jones, who's thrown 27 touchdowns, 15 of them are to Devontae Smith. Yeah. I kind of feel like if we're giving Alabama a Heisman this year, it should be Devontae Smith. It'll never happen. You don't think there's any chance? No, no. I I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I just don't think it'll happen because – You've also got, I mean, he's got three NFL receivers, man. Uh, I, I just think it's, you know, it's like when their running backs are winning it every year. Kind of like you could do this every year for somebody. Yeah. So, I I, I mean, it's a quarterback award, eight out of but 10 a re- years. But a receiver averaging one and a half touchdowns per game. That's pretty amazing. And, a, and 133 yards per game. That's pretty wild. To me, it's almost like if you're going to be a receiver, you also have to do like Tim Brown and return every single kick and yeah. all that stuff and and get a bunch of touchdowns that way. But I, I don't think there's much question over who who the best college football player in the country is this year. I think it's him. And I, I really don't know if it's that close. I think Mac Jones is good. Yeah. And Mac Jones is better than I but thought he was going to be. When does the Heisman go to the best player, though? It goes. It usually goes to the quarterback on the best team. Or, or a special running back. Or or a running back who has a big year for Alabama. Nobody else's running back wins it. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. When was the last non-Alabama Zeke running back? Didn't... No. Oh, I guess you're right. No. And they only did that because it was just like A.J. McCarron and guys like that playing quarterback who were yeah. good but not spectacular. Were game-managing type guys. Yeah. yeah. Although A.J. McCarron's another one I thought would be a better pro. Although he's... Good backup. He's vi- well, he, viable. He he took one snap uh, that, on yeah, Sunday and got sacked. Yeah, well, that's you know. Um, Who's the last running back before those two Alabama guys? Oh, Reggie Bush. 
last one to get drafted yeah, or to, to win a Heisman. Did that count? Oh, it's vacated. You're right. Yeah. But no, so I, I, I go back I, even I, further. I st- Ron Dane is no. the one before All that. Right. I, I'll still count Reggie Bush, but that's still back in the what? That's three two. since the year 2000. Yeah, yeah. Every everyone else has been a quarterback, and that's usually what the award is. So, uh, so it's any way to boost the signal. It's shoddy at best in Seabrook. No, I mean this is this is the signal that. Uh, the, yeah, this isn't our normals. This is yeah, our secondary yeah. signal. It, it is what I, it is. I'll tell you what does work really well: the app. Yeah. So get on the app and you can hear us just fine. But yeah, I mean, look, we get it. This doesn't go everywhere, and you're, there's a reason it's our second signal. But this is this is what we have to live with. So let's all just sit back and enjoy it the best we can, sir. Um, it's funny because if you if you go back, uh, like since 2000, like I said, there there have been three running backs, three non quarterbacks who won the award, Henry. Um, Ingram and Reggie Bush. The six years before that, only one quarterback won in six years. It was Ron Dane, Ricky Williams, Charles Woodson, Danny Warfel, the one quarterback, Eddie George, Rashawn Salam. Hmm. Pretty crazy how much it's changed. Yeah. Because well, but college football's changed. Yeah. Uh, it it used to be that you had to have those guys, and they'd all get. You know, Ricky Williams and Ron Dane would put up these ridiculous numbers, and that's how you won football games. It's not really that anymore. I mean, Alabama can win that way. Georgia can win that way. It's surprising to me that there's not a – I think there should be some sort of a an active – by Alabama, an active campaign to get Devontae Smith the Heisman. He's a senior. How often do receivers like him stick around for their senior year? Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare. Like – yeah, but to do that, they're almost going to have to campaign against their own quarterback. They should. Yeah, nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to do that. Well, I mean, that's you know whether I mean it might it might be the right thing to do, but I don't I don't see it happening. I guess it's just like I think Kyle Pitts is better than Kyle Trask. Like it. Well, I think so. I know people around here don't want to hear that, but Kyle Pitts is amazing. That guy, that guy is going to be a really good pro. Yeah. And you guys can tell me I was wrong about that one in two years. But he's just he's just a beast, man. 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. And uh, no Twitch. So if you want to you know, comment, the best way to do it via text or uh, hit us up on Twitter. Those are the best ways to get in touch here. And uh, yeah. do you see this? Uh, I, I wanted to get to this before uh before we go to break did you see that uh bush airport was named the best in the united states according to tsa really yeah second consecutive year that it's won the tsa's airport of the year title um and it it, it's basically because you know it's the tsa votes on their own people at these airports so it's uh but the award recognizes the best of tsa with outstanding team achievements in key operations and mission support functions. The airport must show how measurable improvements, superior performance, notable innovation, and significant operational improvements in support of TSA's mission. You buy into that? It's a, a good airport? Um, and from a TSA perspective, I mean, I think it's... it's Their security... Pretty smooth. Yeah, it's smooth. They know what they're doing. 
Like, think about the lines we have to wait in. Like, if you're leaving Houston, and I mean, who knows now? I mean, I, I'll, I'll know. I'll, I'll know on Friday if the lines leaving Houston are bad. Yeah. My guess is they aren't because hardly anybody's flying. Which, by the way, I was able to get one way tickets to Oregon to Redmond, Oregon. Yeah. For a hundred and nine dollars. One way from Houston to Redmond. Yes. Wow. With a, so Houston to San Francisco to Redmond. Okay, so yeah. Like, not direct. Right. But I was about to say, wait a minute, you got a direct flight. That's... 109 and guess what the flight back is? 109 bucks. I, I just had to pick and choose my dates, but... Right. I mean, the the airline industry is just... They're giving flights away. Well, it's hard to blame them. I mean, I, I just... I don't really need to go anywhere. No. That, that's the thing. But uh, what I was saying was, think about the average line at at Bush, and it's... You know, we go to a lot of airports. It's it's not that bad. Think about when you we get to Vegas, yeah, and we're going home. It's like oh, well, that's that's where that uh, that that's where my uh, global reentry comes right. in handy because I don't have to wait in line at all. Oh, it's just. But brutal. even those lines are 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 bad. They're but, not short. And usually when we fly to Vegas, it's like on a Wednesday night, and there's nobody in the airport anyway. But when we fly home, yeah, everybody's trying to get out, whether it's Saturday night or whether it's Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. Of course, again, that may not be the case anymore. Who knows? Uh, on the other side, I want to get into the uh, the Giannis extension. Giannis, surprisingly, I th- I guess to me anyway, I didn't think he was going to. I thought he was looking to move on from the Bucks. He's going to be a Buck. We'll talk about that and who the favorite for MVP is going into next season. Does it mean he's going to be a Buck? I, or is he just getting that contract? No, and... I think he's going to be a Buck. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. It's the uh, Blitz on ESPN 92.5. Now who can riddle me this? Why is it that we play the game of those who hold... You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz here on 92.5. And if you're having trouble hearing it, just head straight to the app because uh, we're only on 92.5 right now. Um, You can get Aggie Basketball over on 97.5. And uh, you will also uh, be joined in progress by Aggie Basketball on this station at 7 o'clock. Uh, let's let's zip through a quick Zadok Jewelers. Gym That's today. actually not going to happen. Oh, no. is it? Okay, so yeah. I, I the thing that said joining in progress. Uh, no, that was, yeah, that was wrong. Okay, right, Aaron. We're just going this. this. Yeah, well, you'll hear Sports Map Radio. Yeah, um, two time defending reigning MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo has uh, signed a multi year extension with the Bucks. Obviously, a supermax two hundred twenty eight million dollars supermax including an opt-out after year four. It didn't really feel like that was going to be the case. But had he not accepted that offer, he would have been... Like, when's the last time a free agent of that magnitude hit the open market? It just doesn't happen. Kevin Durant, I guess. LeBron. Uh, yeah, well... Yeah. Yeah, that's like true. three times now. <laughs> but Le- LeBron's opted out of the last... Yeah. He, like, he didn't just become uh, an unrestricted free agent. Like, it was... But he's a... He is obviously a, 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 a guy you build around. He's a superstar. I wonder, though... And, you know, maybe the Bucks are in a different place than the Rockets are. But we haven't seen any signs that 
he's headed to a title anytime soon. He he doesn't look like no. he's trending that way either. Well, right? and you saw that that was one of the places that Harden allegedly added to his list, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny considering what happened with the All Star game there. But yeah, put two guys who aren't very good in the playoffs together and see what happens. Oh, didn't the Rockets just try that? Yeah. yeah. Well, they've tried that multiple times yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, it, it's obviously you know kind of keeps some balance in the East. He he is. I don't I don't know if I consider him the best player in the league. I mean, he is a, a back-to-back MVP. I, I think they could have easily given the the, the trophy to uh, LeBron again this year, but that's almost every year. Uh, you would think that Giannis would be the 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 MVP odds-on favorite. He is not. Um, Antetumpu, Giannis, don't give yourself a headache. <laughs> plus five fifty. Okay. Um. Actually, uh, he's he's now plus four fifty. Who do you think is the the favorite? Hmm. Well, I want to say Luca, but I don't think he is. He is really plus four hundred. Interesting. Uh, one for one thing, I would not bet any money on Giannis because uh, there's almost no way he gets it three years in a row. They just the, the voters won't agree. do that. So. In November is when they open it. November tenth, they open it up. Luca and Giannis were both plus five fifty. They were co favorites. Luca has attracted twice as many bets and twice as much money as any other player. That's pretty wild. Yeah. So he's a, a big time favorite uh, right now. Giannis four fifty. Steph Curry plus seven fifty. Anthony Davis plus eight hundred. LeBron plus eight fifty. Might be a little a little uh, value in both the Lakers there. Yeah, I I don't know though. I mean, I don't know what LeBron's got to do year in and year out to win yeah. that thing. I mean, that dude. Because if you have a LeBron ticket every single year, you're gonna be like, dude, how am I not? How am I not winning this thing? How is he not the favorite to win? And then some. Except for, for two years ago when he was hurt, then right. you're like, okay. But every but, other yeah. year, you feel like, man, I this ticket should be good, and it's usually not good. Yeah, uh, but boy, I, I like I like Luca a lot. What's uh? What's Devin Booker at? Uh, Devin Booker not in the top ten. Okay. Um, that might be a fun long shot ticket if if they pick up where they left off. My bookie has him at plus thirty five hundred. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's got uh. Here's here's some of the other ones like Zion Williamson uh, is at fifty to one. Uh, Trey Young is at fifty to one. Um, their biggest liability so far is on Lamelo Ball at five thousand to one. Mm. I mean, I honestly want to just go bet a dollar on Lamelo Ball <laughs> to win the MVP. If that's the case, who knows? Uh, and after LeBron, Kawhi plus fourteen hundred. That's not bad. Seems like value. That's not bad at all. Uh, Kevin Durant. Although and- he never really puts up enough pure numbers. Yeah, I but mean he, he's. I mean he's certainly... he's obviously well respected yep. in defense. Everyone knows, you know, and Giannis gets the same love because he's elite defensively. He he gets a little boost from the uh, the voters. Kevin Durant and James Harden plus fifteen hundred. Have them both pass. Dame Lillard plus two thousand. I'll pass. I'll pass too. I don't think the Blazers will be good enough. I think that's the key is finding a guy who's going to play on a team that's competitive. 
and I, I believe that the the Mavericks are gonna they're gonna be going up this year. So. I, I agree, Mavericks, and and I, I I think the Suns could be pretty good too. Uh, the, and if they have, well, I think they're a playoff team, certainly. Yeah, I don't I don't know that they'll be good enough to get a guy in an MVP conversation. Yeah, because that usually requires you being top three, uh, or or you just do some ridiculous statistical thing like Russ did that year uh, with all the triple doubles. Uh, but yeah, I, I that interesting. I I don't mind. I'm, I might be interested. At, uh, yeah, eight to one's enough for me on the uh, your two Lakers. Okay, and I I think, and we were getting back to Harden. We're talking about if Harden got traded to the Bucks again. I don't know what you get back. It's probably Middleton and a bunch well, of picks. When we were when I was, I remember when this came up when it when I first started thinking about it. I was like. Maybe a Harden for Giannis trade would make sense. Like, trade them for each other. Right. Because it, at the time, it sounded like Giannis wanted to move on. It sounded like Harden wanted to move on. And yeah, with the, the thing with, the, with Giannis, though, was he wasn't locked in long term. So you wouldn't have wanted to do that deal if you didn't know for a fact that Giannis was going to wanted to stick around in Houston. But it would have gotten, you know, maybe you would have. Because worst case... Giannis comes here, he doesn't sign an extension here, and now you've got all the cap room in the world. You can go out and, and build build your team. Or maybe he does to Kawhi in Toronto, and you actually win a title. That could happen, too. somewhere else. Yeah. And you, obviously you would take that. Yeah. Everybody would take that. Everybody will take that one-year pop. You want to make fun of the one of the picks that I was looking at for MVP odds? Sure. Sam Adebayo, 100 to 1. Uh, what about John Morant? Somebody asked about that on the text line. That's not a bad one either. I like John, but the, I, I mean the Grizzlies. I don't know if they're going to be good enough either. Mm. I bet. I bet he's one hundred and fifty right. something like that. I'll have to look for Jaws. I can't. He's not listed on uh, my bookie. Okay. So, if he's not listed on my bookie. He probably, they're probably yeah. He's a ways down there. My bookie. They they, they yeah. seem to have a, a pretty long list. They do. They do. So uh, yeah, I. I uh, but getting back to my original point, just because he signed the Supermax doesn't mean he's not going to try to get out of it and, and go somewhere else. It's just, hey, I want to get that money. And, and look at James Harden. I mean, he's under contract. He's getting the big money. And now he's pouting and trying to get out. Yep. So, but I, I would do that deal in a heartbeat if I, if I were the Rockets. I don't know if I'd do it if I'm Milwaukee. I said, you know what, I'm, I'd rather just take my chances – you know, if, if both guys definitely wanted out, I think I'd do to him what the Rockets are doing with James. Just like, yeah, you know what? Deal with it. While you're here, deal with it. Yep. Uh, because I don't know that I'd want James. That, and, I, I, and I guess part of it is because we've seen so much of the guy. I, I just, I don't know what team would look at him and say, oh, yeah, this is a guy that makes us a lot better. That's not a team that's outside the playoffs. Right. And which of those are going to have the assets to trade back? Well, although it, it, it seems like it's headed for a divorce, but well, he's still showing up. Yeah, and being a baby, but it, yeah, it's definitely gotten to. Uh, are we are we surprised at that? That's like whenever you're you're well, you you haven't been through this, but when you know it's over with the wife, you're not putting up with anything, for right? Them. And. You're gonna act. I, do, I think there's a. It's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. All right. Quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 92.5.
ESPN 97.5.